Welcome back to the Sports Take, your hot take for sports. And today we will be talking about the European Championship, the CONCACAF Gold Cup, and the Copa America Finals. So with the Copa America Finals, Argentina defeated Brazil in a 1-0 win with a goal in the 22nd minute from Angel Di Maria. And this is actually Messi's first ever international major tournament like championship since he's, time with, since he's been on Argentina. Like in the 2007 Copa America he lost and in the 2017 Copa America he lost. Like he's lost so many different tournaments, specifically the Copa America and the World Cup every time he goes to them. So that was his first ever major tournament win. And I mean that was the only goal in the whole game, so it was a it was just a major win for Argentina. And Brazil definitely dominated the game with more passes, better pass accuracy, sixty percent possession, and seven more shots. But Brazil could not seem to put their shots on target because only two of them were on the frame of the goal. And Argentina only had one corner in the whole game. And Brazil only had four, which is a very small amount. But this seemed like it was an emotional game, considering there were five yellow cards and five yellow cards for Argentina and four yellow cards for Brazil, meaning that there was a lot of emotion in this game, which you want to see in soccer, and it's very, it's a very good thing to see. So yesterday, the USA men's national team played Haiti in the Concacaf Gold Cup. Which is like the uh, I'm trying to think North American, Central America, and the Bahamas region, and that's what this tournament is for. And uh, the USA won one to zero with a goal from Sam Vines in the eighth eighth minute. And I mean we aren't really doing the best against Haiti. So the past eight matches before this game, we've only won three and tied five. So this was going to be a, we knew that this would be a hard game, even though the USA is 20th in the world and Haiti is 83rd. Haiti is still a very high quality team that could definitely challenge the America and definitely could make a name for themselves in this tournament. Now the USA um, dominated. Uh, they had 13 shots. They were in the Haiti, two more shots on target, 63% possession, uh, 594 passes, but really good pass accuracy from both teams, 89% from America and 81% from Haiti. Now, Haiti had zero corners the whole game, which is insane because you usually get at least one corner in a game. But the, America, um, the USA had five corners, which it's pretty mediocre for a uh, game of soccer. Now, right now we are second in the group, as long as we're top two in our group of four, which is with Canada, Haiti, and Martinique, then we go on to the quarterfinals. Now, we play um, Martinique on Thursday, July 15th, and then we play Canada on um, Sunday, July 18th. And last year, we made it to the finals, losing to Mexico in a 1-0 defeat. Now, the European Championship. Probably the thing that is part of the most controversy in the sports world as of now. So I'm going to go into depth about each team's journey to here and each team, like the obstacles they faced. So Italy, they had a perfect year. Like they won all 10 games in their group for European Championship qualifying with a 33 goal differential with only four goals scored across 10 games. So 
they were already on a hot streak because 10 goal, not 10 goals, games won in, for the qualifying tournament is great. And then they won their three great state games. So, and the, in the actual tournament, they beat Turkey 3-0, to zero, and then they beat Switzerland 3-0, to zero, and, then beat, and then they beat Wales 1-0. to zero. So, not much of a challenge, but Switzerland also did make a name for themselves, ending up to the quarterfinals and beating the running world championships. So, in the round of 16, they faced Austria. It went to extra time, and then there was a goal in the 105th minute by Matteo Piscina, which actually, they got, it was 0-0 at... Um, the end of the, at the end of regulation after the end of the ninety minutes, but then in extra time, uh, Chiesa, Federico Chiesa, scored, and then Matteo Pasina scored, and Austria trying to make a comeback with Sasa Kalajic scoring in the one hundred fourteenth minute, and but they still failed to move on. So Italy is now through the quarterfinals. They beat Belgium two to one, and then in the semifinals they win. Into, they, it goes into PKs. They both score a goal, and they go into PKs. And Italy wins at four to two with a very good save by Donnarumma. So now I'm going to England, and I'm also going to talk about Denmark because this is one of those things that like you can't not talk about. Considering this is the one thing that sparked controversy among everything. So England, I mean, they didn't really do super good. I mean, they, I mean, they did fine in the qualifying. They they won their group, pretty ob- not, not obvious, but like it's not that surprising, considering I mean, the teams that they didn't had to go against weren't really that good. I mean, they only had um, four teams in the group. They had the Czech Republic, Kosovo, Bulgaria, and Montenegro, and they won seven, lost one, which is very surprising. And the team that they probably lost to was Czech Republic. Just saying, so. And surprisingly, their uh, second-to-last game of the qualifying, they meet Kosovo 5-3, which is pretty good for a team as, I'm not going to say bad, but, like, not as good as England. So, they won seven games, only lost one, so they're on a pretty good streak. And when they go to the European Championship, they beat the reigning world finalist 1-0. Then they end up tying Scotland 0-0. Like, nobody expected that. And then they beat the Czech Republic 1-0. It's like, these scores aren't that high, and it's very surprising to see them only score two goals in three games at the group stage. But then, in the round 16, they start making more of a statement, and they start getting more goals and stuff. So, in the round 16, they beat the 2014 World Champions, Germany, 2-0. And in the quarterfinals, they they beat Ukraine 4-0. And then in the semifinals, the game that's for controversy, they beat Denmark 2-1. And that probably changed the whole course of the tournament, considering Italy might not have won if Denmark went through. So now I'm going to talk about Denmark. They had a decent um, qualifying. They got second in the group with Switzerland, uh, Republic of Ireland, Georgia, and Gilbertar. And they won four and tied four. So they didn't lose a single game in the qualifying. So they go to the Euro. And it's not bad. So the first game. Probably the biggest obstacle in the whole game. First ten minutes. Christian Eriksen goes down. 
due to a cardiac arrest. Probably one of the like biggest things that happened in the tournament. And it's one of those things. You know, actually, no, it was not in the 10th minute. It was in the 43rd minute. So, yeah. So, that's really what happened. And Erickson, he is like the player that Denmark needed to win this tournament. Like, Denmark had the summer love. Like, they had so much emotion going into the game. And they lost 1-0 against Finland. And here's the thing. Denmark was dominating Finland. But I'm not joking. Finland had one shot. And only one shot. And that one shot made it. Denmark had 22 shots. And six shots were on the frame of the goal. And 77% possession. Finland only had 283 passes. And Denmark had 633 Denmark had an 85% pass accuracy, and Finland had a 67%. Like, this is obviously dominated by Denmark. And Denmark had nine corners, and Finland had none, but they still lost. So, after this game, they wanted to make a comeback. Like, they just demolished them, but they couldn't put one back on it. And then, they had to go against Belgium, the reigning semifinalists. Like, it's hard. They dominated this game also. 21 shots, 5 shots on target. A little less possession than in Belgium, but like good pack at pass accuracy. Only two corners, that's a little low, but they still lost two to one, which is crazy. And then they go against Russia. They have to demolish Russia to go through, and they end up winning four to one after that. So now they're through to the round of 16 with so much emotion and passion, and they end up beating Denmark with. I mean, Wales with a... And Wales has, like, a very injured team, so they didn't have many people to actually play, and Denmark beats them 4-0. And then in the quarterfinal, they go and beat the Czech Republic 2-1, and then in the semifinal. Now, here's the thing. England had played six of seven games in this tournament at home. They played their three group stage games at home, the round of 16, the semifinal, and the finals all at home. So unfair, considering 66,000 fans... The, at Wembley Stadium, their home stadium, is are rooting for England, and only a thousand Italian fans were allowed through. How is that like that's just unfair because of the COVID protocol? So that's unfair. Denmark should have won, and England had the easiest draw. They had an easy draw, and then they end up going against these easy teams in the round of sixteen, and then they just get to have this massive home field advantage. And the ref called a PK that should not have been a PK, and they won. And 25,000 petition signatures were signed just so they could replay it. And when Italy last won the European Championship in 1968, it was against Yugoslavia. And that game was a replay. So they've obviously done it before, but they didn't do it this game. And who knows? They still might. I don't know, but most likely not. So now in the finals of the European Championship, Italy just... Ends up winning. I'm going to say that. Italy ends up winning. England gets to go in the second minute. Okay. England was doing great in the first half. And then Italy just comes out with emotion and passion and energy in the second half that England just didn't have. Like, England only had six shots, two on target, and 34% possession. And 
they only had five corners and only a 74% pass accuracy. Italy, on the other side, has had 19, had 19 shots, 6 on target, 66% possession, 82%, 82, 820 passes, 88% pass accuracy, and 3 corners. So, they they dominated this game, but they only got a goal in the 67th minute by Leonardo Bonucci. And they end up winning 3-2 in penalties with the clutch save from Donnarumma. That one save that they needed to happen, happened. It was the fifth penalty for England. If they didn't... It was the fifth penalty for England. And they made the first two. So after the second penalty, Italy was down 1-2. to two. So then the, set, the third penalty, Leon, uh, Leonardo Bonucci makes it. And Rashford missed. And here's the thing. The, next, the third and fourth penalty contagiators, Gareth Southgate, the head coach of England, put in specifically because he knew that this was going to penalties. He substituted them in in the 119th minute. So one minute before the game ended. I mean, well, after time ended because it would be one penalty, so the game doesn't end. So Leonardo Bonucci makes it. Mark Rashford misses. Now Federico Bernadeschi made it. And their next Destiny PK taker, Jadon Sancho misses. So now Italy's winning 3-2. Okay. Now, Jorginho misses it. So, it's all up to the teenager Bukayo Saka to make it. And he misses with this great save by Donnarumma. And he even, like, it was great. And Saka, Bukayo Saka was in so, like, he was in tears. Like, after John Lu- Luigi, Luigi Donnarumma saved it, he was in tears. Like, if he made that, it would have gone to sudden death PKs, but he didn't. So, Italy has won the European Championship. So, this was probably one of the best tournaments there was. Not, not, I mean, the final wasn't necessarily the best because they only saw one goal each, and there wasn't really much happening. It was still a great game full of emotion and... Like, it was great. And that was their first European Championship title in 53 years. And it's the longest ever gap between championships in the tournament by a single nation, surpassing Spain's 44-year wait from 1964 to 2008. And the past two times that the host nation had made to the championship of the European Championship was they both lost. Like, France made it in 2016 and lost to Portugal. And then... Portugal made it in 2004 and also lost. So, it doesn't have a good history, but England's one of the, like, people, like, the teachers at schools were saying, oh, yeah, you can come in late just so you can stay up late and watch the game. Because here's the thing. This game started at 8 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, which is the time in England. So, that's late, and this game went well past 11 o'clock. So, this was major, 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 major. So, it was a great tournament, in my opinion. So... It's going to be great. And actually, in 2024, it's going to be in Germany. So, I don't know if this will, if this will provoke as much controversy, but who knows. So, that is great that Italy won. And, they're, and they didn't even qualify for the 2018 World Cup. So, they're going to make a name for themselves in the in World Cup qualifying for England. Not England, Europe. And they're going to make a name for themselves in the World Cup. Like, a major, major world for themselves. So thank you for tuning in. This is this was the sports take. Your hot topic sports. Bye.